0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Is it hot in
1: here or is it just me? Tuning in to hear these three. Chatting about fantasy. Novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club if you know what I'm is that a dagger? It's
0: feast, she shatter. It's feast, she shatter. Welcome back, friends. We're here for another book talk with Kate.
1: Hi. I have been waiting to say this to you all week. Let me see if I can not mess it up. <clears throat> I'm ready to shout down our podcasting bond. <laughs> <laughs> like the
0: mating bond, except yeah. socially acceptable.
1: Just, just shout down the bond. Just, just shout down the bond. <laughs> I'm ready to shout down the podcasting bond at you about the fourth, the third book. Third book, yeah. Of A Court of Thorn and Roses, otherwise known as A Court of Wings and Ruin. Kind of a wrap-up and conclusion of Farah and Resan's story. Yeah. And I guess we can start off by saying Thoughts on this book? Just like, open it up. Where are you? How did you like it?
0: I just want to preface it by saying I didn't hate this book. And there may be points in which I'm speaking where it sounds like I hate I, this book.
1: And I will let you know that I love this book and I've read it several times and love it even more. So I will offset that okay. with a complete exuberance and optimism
0: about yeah, it. Yeah, but I didn't not like this book. Sure. I didn't not like it. It was fine. Plot-wise was it as well-written as some of the previous books? Not necessarily, but she had a lot to cover. This book does a lot. Yeah, she had a lot of um a lot of loopholes to close. She had a lot of plots to wrap up. She had a lot to do. She and had she, work to do. And she
1: also opened up a lot of things for other stories down the way. Yeah. So it, she was answering questions and also creating more questions. Right.
0: Yeah. Introducing like a shit ton of characters, most of them within the last like 25 pages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is some of that. I read some of that on, I, you know, I always go in on Reddit and kind of read through to see what people, other people's takes are. Um, and there was some of that. Uh, some yeah. people were disappointed in this book. I read that Sarah J. Mass doesn't really outline her story so much. She She's says a
0: pantser. Yeah,
1: yeah, she just kind of like goes, and you can kind of feel that because her I pace is so that. inconsistent. Yeah, because she yeah. wrote
0: herself into a lot of places that she had to write herself out of. Hence the surreal, which I love that she killed the cereal off because she's like best friend tea queen she's like you guys i'm gonna be i'm gonna try to do it without her i'm gonna see if i can do it without her
1: um i if you go on etsy and you look at like some of the merch that creative people have thought of for this one of them is the cereal tea company (laughs) and it's like cute tea cups because you know you get all your info from the cereal cereal i was like oh we felt that way
0: too yeah
1: But, yeah, I can totally see that. It's a lot. It does a lot. Yeah. I think by the time I was reading this one, I was so attached to these characters, I was okay with it all. Well, back to A Court of Wings of Ruin. So, this is a long one. There's a lot that happens in this book. There is. Really cool stuff. Some of my favorite moments in the whole series are in this book. Um, But we start the book with our High Lady
0: Double O Farrah. (laughs) Yeah. Double O, Farah <laughs> on, on a mish- secret mission. Yeah, secret, secret mission. Mish? Yeah. Secret
1: mission at Tamlin's Spring Court. Like, I'm going to take it down. And then we get another one of Farah's special sets of skills where she can just basically
0: take down a coup d'etat. Well, she just exploits his already existing weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. She's she like, does, you're an asshole. She? Time to just show everyone you're an asshole. True. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she takes him down. And she feels guilty about it later. And I'm like, really? He did it to himself because you didn't make him do anything.
1: I I do feel a little for Tamlin. She did take away
0: almost everything that he has. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't have been an asshole then. (laughs) (laughs) Lesson. People should take from that. Yeah. 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 You you don't want a woman to come back and cuckold you. You probably shouldn't be an asshole in the beginning. (laughs) Just... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah. so she comes back she's in high lord la- high lady mode complete espionage double O'Farah. yeah <clears throat> lucian sees it lucian sees it all he's like mm. but he knows he has to stick with her because he wants to see his mate elaine yeah mated Ianthe's there can you imagine having to sit in a room no with that woman no
0: no No, no, just no. Oh, I love how Sarah J. Mass pretty much forgot about Aionthi for a while, and then she just shows up at random. Like, hey, I'm here. Hey, (laughs) sorry about that. That's what I've been like tracking you, kind of, maybe, sort of. I don't know. I just sort of here I am. Hey, yeah. But we're conveniently like within running distance Uh, to the Weavers' cottage. Oh yes, (laughs) yeah. Okay,
1: I was like, wait, at the beginning. Oh no, you're talking about Ianthe's demise. Yeah, yeah, way later. Which. When I was listening to that the first time, I was like, wait, what? That's how she
0: goes? Like, yeah. That's be- what happens? Because Sarah J. Mass forgot about her and had to wrap her up.
1: <laughs> I love that you're able to see this and like feel it from a writer's perspective, though. Because I don't. I'm literally, whatever journey you want your people to go on, I'm like, yeah, I'm there for that. <laughs> so your takes on it are so... Welcome because I don't recognize it. Oh,
0: you're welcome. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought when she just pops up out of nowhere. By like, the way, like poof, she I'm just here appears to get out ya. of a bush, like yeah. like the smoke, like a like an old nineteen seventies like television show <laughs> where they just like the smoke and they rise out of it, and they're like, hey, Anthony, hey!" She's like, did you forget about me?" Because Sarah J. Mass forgot about me. But guess what? I need to get wrapped up, so here I am, and we're gonna do it like this. Yeah, and yeah. conveniently, the sur- surreal is just roaming about near the Weavers' cottage. Which I am sad that the cereal died, but she didn't have to do her like that.
1: Yeah, well maybe she'll have like a baby cereal or There's other cereals. Yeah. And they probably all know about Farah now because well, they all they're know all about knowing. Everything, yeah. Yeah. And so they'll know how kind and sweet and that she mourned. She felt worse about the cereal dying than she felt about A many, many things. Yeah.
0: Anything that has to do with Taylor. (laughs) She met three (laughs) times and she was like, you're my best friend and I'm really sad that you're
1: going. I felt that connection with the serial too. Yeah. So (laughs) I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So Farah is at the spring court and she meets these two Damatis, these other, Brenna and Dagden. Yeah. Dagden. who really don't serve a purpose other than showing how evil some fairies
0: can be. Yeah. <clears throat> some high fae they like to eat people which i guess isn't technically cannibalism because they're not the same species i guess it would be like eating a monkey
1: ew <laughs> we wouldn't do that though. no we wouldn't do that because we're not like humans aren't, i mean i guess humans uh, yeah yeah well whatever I'm trying to
0: think. yeah they don't really have it narratively no just to remind us that Highburn exists.
1: Well, and also for um, Farah's powers to kind of show up a little bit, like to say, I've got my mind. I kind of like the scene where they're sitting at the, ki- the kitchen table, the dining room table, and they're trying to get in there. And she's like, nah uh uh. Yeah. N- not today. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, huh? <laughs> Who is that?
0: Why can't we get into her brain? Which you'd think all, like, Fairy, all high fairy, or people around the high fairy would all be trained to protect their minds
1: because they know some people can like some people can. I love that people's minds have different like aesthetics. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) different sensations. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) and she describes them like Elaine's mind is like a briar rose bush. Yeah, at some point in the book, and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I like that she does that. I like that stuff. I like I like flowers. Yeah, you know. Um, so she's out there lying. We see that she's just as good at resand at being pretty manipulative, mm-hmm. taking down a court from the inside out. Det- like the spring courts, basically gone. Yeah. And then her and Lucian run to the mountain under the mountain, and we get a peek at the autumn boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And they're all redheaded, of course. And they suck. Yeah. And we meet Iris, Eris, Eris. His oldest brother, who's the Autumn
0: King. Yeah, the one that Moore was supposed to marry.
1: Yeah. And we get this idea that he was like really shitty to her and all that. Although he says he wasn't. Right. Which we'll see. We'll see that story down the road. We'll Mm. see. But then the best, one of the best parts of the book happens. And it is, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) My, I, there is nothing hotter.
0: Than a superhero landing. I'm sorry, they're yeah. just not. Well, I mean, it's nice. And she's we, like they slam down on the ice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> three hands, three the three touch. Yeah, you help, three touch with one like race back, like yeah. posing. Yeah, God, can you imagine? It's like you haven't seen them. You thought they were dead, and then all of a sudden they superhero landed. to come get you. <laughs> I just got so excited when I was reading that part. So then, you know, they're like. Leave my high lady alone. Yeah. And the Autumn boys are out. They're like, oh, she's a high lady? Oh, wow, this is this is way more serious than we thought. Then we get to go back to the townhouse. And then my one of my favorite moments happens, which is where we get the reuniting of Farrah and Reese. And something about this little scene is so sweet to me.
0: Oh, because they're just like, oh. She, fear. like,
1: hears him. Smells him, whatever they do, and like falls on her knees and covers her face like a little kid. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, "I'm here, darling," <laughs> and like kisses her tears away. I don't know. It's I just sweet. think it's such a it's, sweet. Good. it's a sweet moment. I've also seen a lot of fan art about mm. that moment, and I think it makes it even more so. It's like,
0: impactful for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kicks everybody out of the house because they're about to bang. <laughs> And then, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like, everyone out. And they're like, we gotta go go get busy for a little while because I gotta go get busy for a little while.
1: Yeah, and we get to see Lucian see all the things happening at one time. Like, oh, wow, there's kids playing here. Oh, wow, it's not evil here. Oh, wow, you actually really love him. Oh,
0: that's what love's supposed to look like. Right. Oh, that's how you're supposed to treat somebody when you love them. Yeah. And Lu- uh, it's, it's nice because she did Lucian pretty dirty by making him the villain in Tamlin's story. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about that last time? No, because it hadn't happened yet. It's not till she goes back <clears throat> to the spring court when she's like.
1: I'm so glad that you said that.
0: So was going to bring that up. I mean, she does. She pits Tamlin and Lucian against each other. Well, not really, because Lucian's like, I'm not mad at him. Tam- what are you trying to make me mad at Tamlin for? And Tamlin's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Do it again? (laughs) I can't do it again. He's just like, you know, he's just upset because he he loses his mind because he thinks that he's, she keeps like insinuating that she and Lucian are together, even though they're clearly not. Yep. But because she's not with Tamlin because she keeps getting a headache conveniently. I mean, well, that's, that's
1: literally the most concerning thing to me. I'd be like, okay, how
0: do I keep myself out of someone's bedroom? Yeah.
1: Right. He thinks that I'm in love with him.
0: Still. Right. And that I'm back and that we're going to be back. Like, and he only wanted one thing out of this relationship to start with. So.
1: And he didn't even know it. It's sad that he thinks that that's the only way that you can show love. Yeah. Ugh, he needs a course. He just needs another hundred years. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But one of my favorite scenes and. Because, you know, is when Lucian says, I didn't realize I was the villain in your story because. They were so self-righteous and they thought that they were doing everything. And no matter how often she told them. Yeah. Like he's stubborn dude. Just couldn't. I don't want to go back with you. I am fine. Yeah. You don't know what's best for yourself. And like, are you surprised? Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. But I've had moments. I used to live a life where I had villains in my life. And I'm like, that's actually not how life works. You don't have villains. Nobody's a villain. So I love that she brought that to the narrative, and we're like, "Oh wow! I thought I was doing a good job, and I was a villain." I really hope I'm not a villain on your podcast stories.
0: No, I do like the new, like the modern. This is my villain era. Yeah, (laughs) I get behind that. (laughs) This is my villain era. Have
1: you watched Wednesday? Not yet. I think you'll.
0: I like the Addams Family. Well, I think you should try Wednesday. I know you're going to like it. You're going to be like... I sometimes like Tim Burton. I sometimes don't like Tim Burton. What do you like? What didn't you like? I like Tim Burton when he doesn't work with... um, The lady? No. uh, Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton had their time. They need to break up. Everyone else knows they need to break up, but they're that couple that everyone knows they need to break up, but they can't seem to realize that they need to break up. Yeah. Because they're each other's crutch at this point. Which, so, and usually if he's not in it, I'll like the Tim Burton movie. and I like a couple Tim Burton movies that have him in it, but not all of them, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: which one didn't you like?
0: Like, I don't like the um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Oh, yeah, no.
0: Because a a lot of times Johnny Depp does a voice I can't even understand, which Mm. I have a hard time understanding verbal stuff in movies anyway. Like I always have to have subtitles on. Same. And then when he does the weird voices. I feel
1: like if you don't need them, you're a psychopath.
0: <laughs> well, then, I, then I'll remember like I hated that movie. And sometimes I'm not sure if I hated that movie or if I just didn't know what was going on because Johnny Depp was doing a stupid accent and I couldn't understand his stupid accent. <laughs> and so I need to watch it with <laughs> subtitles so that I could understand what he was actually saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I have rewatched some mm. and been like, oh, this, I judged this too harshly. But really it was just because I saw it in theaters. Dark Shadows.
1: Dark Shadows liked, didn't like.
0: Mm. No.
1: No, no like.
0: Edward Scissorhands. I like Edward Scissorhands. See, that's when they were good together. Back in the 90s. Yeah, when they were good together. And now... Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, that's not Tim Burton. It's not? Uh Uh-uh. The story is Tim Burton's, but it's directed by a different guy.
1: Oh, okay. I know his name was on it. Okay, well, after that little tangent... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so now we're we, where we are oh we're talking about oh my god okay i think i've skipped this part but i need to talk about it no no, we can go back boop, boop, boop,
0: boop. yeah that's the rewind okay. sound
1: because there's so many like after we we know these characters enough and there's some really funny parts so like parts that make me laugh out loud and one of them is when asriel is carrying lucian <laughs> <laughs> and
0: they're just uncomfortable <laughs>
1: Cause I can just imagine it. I don't know. Sorry, revisit. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? So then we get back, and this is when I feel like once we get back to the townhouse and we have this read, then there's like just like fifty chapters of one thing after, of, uh, uh, thing after yeah. another thing after another thing after yeah. another thing
0: happening. Yeah, and then there's a lot of Elaine and Nesta. Yeah. Because they're our next narrators, so you weren't. I I don't. I didn't like. I didn't mind them in the previous books, but sure. we get more of them in this yep. one, and I had very little love left for Nesta and Elaine by the end of it, because I get it. I get it. You got turned into a fae against your will. You got superpowers on accident. Oh no! How horrible! You are still. Shitty people who did shitty things to your sister, and now you are shitting on her for absolutely no reason. Like when they're in the library, and Feyre is like, Nesta, you should probably learn how to take care of yourself. And she's like, Why? There'll always be somebody there to take care of me. And I just wanted to be like, You like, and they blame her for what happened, like if you hadn't come and asked for our help, we wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, you're right. No, you would have been killed when your manor was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all real things. I mean, she has spent her entire life taking care of them, and they give zero shits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Elaine gets away with it because she's pretty.
0: Yeah, because she's pretty, and she's a little insipid. So we get a lot of like, but she just didn't know how hard it was for you Okay, well, then explain it to her how hard it was for you. Vera needs to be like, y'all bitches need to woman up. Right. Like, I had to woman up because you had your younger sister taking care of you. And now you're angry at me because you're immortal. And so I did, like, the ultimate job of taking care of you, which was involving you in this plot so that you wouldn't die not knowing what was happening.
1: Well, and I feel like any kind of rage should be actually on Tamlin or Anthe because they're the ones that actually. Uh, yeah.
0: Yes. The whole cauldron thing is not even her fault. Right. She's not the one who did. All... She attempted to involve them as a way of taking care of them.
1: Right. Oh, you're fair. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fair, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they're just <laughs> and then they get whatever superpowers. And they're the... both like. Mm-hmm, actually, uh. their
1: special set of skills just gets highlighted. Yeah.
0: I just... Yeah,
1: Nesta is
0: tough. She is very unlikable. I, I get that we're trying to make her strong. I understand that. She's trying to frame her as a strong character by making her just extremely inflexible and borderline bitchy. But
1: can I say that she is... I know people
0: like her. I'm not... It's just that she has all of this, like, we're supposed to perceive her as strong, and yet... She never stepped up for yeah. Feyre. Yeah. Never. And yeah. even when they're in the one library with the pit, and Feyre's like, run. Nesta does. She She's like, no, no. And Feyre's like, run. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Bye. And she leaves. So she, even at, in that moment, leaves Feyre to take care of it by herself. And then there's an entire battle going on. But how much
1: of that... Is enabled by Farah, yeah, who doesn't ask for help or let anyone
0: help her. Well, even when she's trying to, even when she confronts them, like, Hey, you need to train, you need to figure this out. Nesta is literally like,
1: nah. Well, that's because she doesn't want to spend any time with Bohunk Cassian, <laughs> although because she, she by has the a, end of it, yeah, yeah, because she's wait, you don't learn that for a while, never mind.
0: Um, I <laughs> almost dropped a spoiler. I know.
1: So, but I don't. You've you you probably aren't like. I'm one of those people that when I like someone, I do not talk to them. <laughs> and when I have a crush on someone, yeah, I will. They will never know, and I will like avoid them. And I relate to that. I think Nesta is like stubborn. She's stubborn to the point of stupidity. stupidity. Yes. And it's obnoxious and annoying. And it is shitty how they treated Farah. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I think it's. But I'm not
1: going to let that hold me back because I love this book.
0: Okay. I mean, it's. (laughs) I'm not saying, like I said at the beginning, it's going to sound like I hate this book. (laughs) But I I don't. They were just personally triggering as characters. So seeing them as effectively the heroes at the end because they're the ones who kill the king of Hybern is such a like Feyre has fought so hard for all of this and then they get this glory because they're effectively just in the right place at the right time I don't it was just, it was hard especially Elaine because everyone's just like well that's just Elaine and they just like let her be and everybody else is off like courting immortal evil monsters who have been here since the beginning of time and looking in the mirror to find their true selves which was very never-ending story
1: oh right yeah speaking of i'm gonna mention the never-ending story we're gonna get a couple references to that yeah because i have yeah
0: yeah. The so way I see
1: things in my brain. So
0: Pharaoh's off doing all of the, and they're just like, well, she's Wait, never- what did you say was never ending story? The Ouroboros. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: didn't hear that part. That's the what mirror is going to say, yeah, never- yeah. It's the
0: mirror. Gate. Strong men find out they're weak. Weak men. Yeah. Brave yeah. men find they're really cowards. Yeah. That and one.
1: I have never ending story written right here. Mm hmm. Yep. That's our podcasting bond <laughs> shouting
0: down. <laughs> so they let Elaine just. Recover, which is fine. She needs to recover, but it's just, I don't know. I just felt really frustrated with them as characters um, because I get where she's trying to go with them, but she's really not, the only way she's making any effort to develop them in the way that Feyre was developed is by just giving them like, like making Nesta overly bitchy making them like caricatures of these archetypes so making nesta like the caricature of the stubborn sullen stubborn to the point of stupidity strong character and then making elaine the like blooming flower in the desert briar rose who no matter what situation she's in she brings beauty to it or whatever so it was a very i don't know they just didn't feel like they got the same treatment in terms of character development, but they were supposed to feel equally important in the story, and that made me feel frustrated.
1: Yeah, that's totally valid, and I feel some of that as well. Like I can, I can tell that that's there. But also, I still really love Nesta. <laughs> well, I haven't, I, the, Elaine, I haven't read the next. Book I know, yet. and Elaine, I still feel that way about Elaine. Gets on my last nerves. I, I don't like. The whole, I'm so beautiful that I am held to zero standard. Yeah. But I also feel sorry for her. But, yeah. Moving on. What were we talking about? <laughs> no, 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 just, no, no. Was I'm like, glad. They just got. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. Every scene they
0: were in was ugh, yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is also frustrating. The lack of communication. As yeah. just adults, but I think they are all under the age of 25.
0: <laughs> Which I realized this was a consistent thing in everything we talked about. You're yeah. like, Rachel, she's a teenager. And I'm like, God, I forgot. No, just but <laughs> I mean, also they're
1: supposed to be our heroines and they're supposed to be these like characters that we this connect is with.
0: why I usually don't read books where the characters are all young.
1: Well, and I, like I said, when I, if they do cast this, I do not want this to be a young adult show. No. It might have to be for marketing purposes, but I would really like it to not be. Yeah. Like in a, like, they let's could have be some mid 20s. Mid 20s and have the guys like 40. Yeah. 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 Or even mid 30s. Right. Or 40, like my. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. 40, yeah. Okay. So when we. So we're back at the, I don't even know. See,
0: I was trying to be so nice. Do you want a pen to check stuff off?
1: Yeah, because I don't even know where I'm, y'all, I made notes. I like made an outline. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. And I can't even tell where we are. So I'm getting a pen. <laughs> it's because I keep,
0: thank you. Derailing you.
1: Oh no, that's, but that's perfect. That's what it's for. It's an outline.
0: That's why I like the synopsis because it forces you to remember yeah, all the stuff And that's what supposed
1: to make it easier to do just because there's so much stuff. So now we're back at. Back At the townhouse, what do we do after that?
0: God, it's that's that's
1: that's yeah, that's the, next, the whole middle
0: of the book. What do right. we do after that? That's the question for the entire middle of the book. Oh, we just by the time,
1: her. so we well, we'll just highlight since what you just said, Nesta or Nesta gets back. She finds her sisters, Nesta and Elaine. Nesta is bitter and angry, and Elaine, of course, is depressed and empty. And they've just been hiding out. and dejected, and they've been hiding out <sighs> yeah. in the house of wind, which is. Kind of locked up too. Yeah, because you can't get out. There's, um, I think it's ten thousand
0: stairs down. Yeah, they're way high up where no one can get to them, and they're so sad and lonely up there, being taken care of, hand and foot, and fed, and yeah, clothed, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How hard and horrible for them. Yeah, and then
1: we do get some Ferris training with the Bat Boys. Mm-hmm the bad boys <laughs> mm. um we do get to visit the library i love the library
0: yeah the library the, the rehab library i like the guy down the little monster at the bottom braxis yeah yeah what do you what do you want i just want a friend
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah what do you want you just want to see the night sky can you just send people down here for some company yeah can you just give me a window and like <laughs> someone to come chat with me every once in a while hmm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nice little monster. And it is
1: kinda like um it does kinda when I do feel like there is a little Cassian being scareder. I was expecting more. Like yeah. he was like Cassian has never been so scared.
0: I think it's just because he's supposed to be like your worst nightmare. Like he just takes the image of your worst greatest nightmare. fears.
1: So what would your Braxis look like?
0: Deep water. <gasps> That's good. Uh, what's the one where it's like a fear of man-made objects that uh, in the water? What? Yeah, it's a it's a specific fear. Let me look it up.
1: Where you have you're scared of man-made objects in the water? Yeah. So like bridges.
0: Yeah, like bridges and piers.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. Like running into one, no, or it's, getting like cut up called, by the
0: barnacles. It's called submechanophobia. It's a fear of submerged human-made objects, either partially or entirely underwater. Yes, like a just like in a like a shipwreck or something would be absolutely terrifying. The idea of a man-made object underwater. Oh my gosh, that's wild! Yeah, it's it's, it's actually like it's real. I didn't make it up. It's called submersion. So when did you realize that 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 you were scared of that? Um, just like all, all the time. Cause anytime you're by like a pier where the pier goes, is out of the water and goes in the water, like the posts go under the water. That scares you. That's terrifying. Yeah. Or like a boat where part of the boat is out of the water and then the rest is in the water. That terrifies you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just, I'm not
1: terrified of that, but I am terrified of fire ants. Well, that's a good one.
0: I hate them. Well, it's cause they're awful. They're the worst. So it would just look like a mound of fire ants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So your greatest fear is scary things underwater. Yeah. Man-made things underwater. Yes. <clears throat> and mine is being crushed by water. Water is
0: terrifying to yeah. me. Yeah, deep water is just horrific.
1: Any any kind of water, being crushed. I'm also terrified of um, the... Um, you know, like holes?
0: Oh yeah. A trypophobia yeah, or whatever. Yes, that. Yeah, tryptophobia. The one where you're afraid of like pits. Well, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't that one I don't under I get it, but I don't understand why my brain Yeah it's because it's too foreign, right? It doesn't yeah. look natural enough to What's us. It's
0: supposed to be like uh like a disgust thing to keep you away from it.
1: Like yeah, like a yeah. disease. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're going back to So now we're 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 there. Yeah, we're and there. They're, this is what they're doing. Okay. it's it's
0: all Politics, politics, politics. Politics
1: and lots of politics. It's like, we got to get everybody together.
0: We get to meet all of the high lords. And everybody's overly angry. Just overly angry. Like, right. I get it. I get it. We all don't love each other. But <laughs> I had one more person be like, well, I don't trust you. I just don't trust you. Well, that's because
1: Rhysand has had his ma- mask on his whole life. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But we're all like... How can you not
0: love this little guy? She also realized she didn't have anything but heterosexual relationships, and so she threw a bunch in. She was like, "Oh, hey, surprise, guys! This guy's yeah." So goes either way. He's bisexual, and then oh, by the way, Moore is a lesbian, right? Yeah,
1: and I'm glad you brought that up. So that is something that a lot of people critique, but I hate. Let's just bring this to the, put it on the table. Yeah, go I for cannot it. stand when people's take on a lesbian relationship or any kind of queer relationship being the forced diversity. I don't give a shit. It shouldn't... Sorry. I I hope she can't hear me. But it's not like... No, it's not forced diversity. No. It's how it should be in right. the first place. It should just normally be lots of different right. types they're of not, love.
0: They're not the token gay. <clears throat>
1: oh, and something we haven't mentioned before is also race. Like we haven't talked about. She does actually does have a lot of different types yeah. of characters. She just doesn't
0: describe them as whatever. She just right. describes their skin color. Mahogany. Right. Yeah. And there's tons, tons of that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: when we get to this book, and I was seeing a lot of anytime there's that kind of criticism, I'm like, do you hear yourself? Yeah, like it does. It just never feels forced to me. I'm like, oh, this is this feels like the way it should be. Right.
0: I was happy she included them.
1: Yeah, me too. I didn't yeah. have any thoughts about it. Forced diversity, get out of here. People got to stop with that.
0: Yeah. I see a, like, I mean it. It is not a human court. So even if it were human court, there's a spectrum to human relationships and they appear anywhere on the spectrum and should. So it's not that they are forcing diversity, it's just that they're showing every part of the spectrum. Yeah. As they should. Yes. Yes.
1: And it's Helion is Helion the one that yeah. is flex. Yeah. Flexible.
0: Yes. Yes, my only real complaint with that is he's uh, he's overly sexualized. Like he's always trying to get everybody into bed, which is like a huge bisexual stereotype. That, Correct.
1: yeah, because
0: you are interested in everyone, that you are automatically Although
1: always interested in. Yeah, sex. you're
0: automatically yeah. always on flamboyantly,
1: like out to have sex with everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, which maybe that's just Italian. There's people like that. There are. If every single bisexual character she had was like that, it would be. Uh, it'd be a justifiable criticism, but he's the only one. So we can't really say she's falling into the stereotype because there's only one. Maybe that's him.
1: Yep. He's Lucian's dad. We think. Yes. Mostly. Probably. We, most likely. Yeah. Which I kind of loved. That's where she's like, and let's do it like this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's okay, guys. He's, he's the nice one this because one, he's not even that, the real child of Autumn. Yeah, and that's why they hate him, and he, everyone knows it but him. Yeah. And he can't look at this guy's face, who looks just like his face. And be like, huh. And I feel bad for his
1: poor mother.
0: It's surprising how consistent she is in the fact that all the women are like, well, there is no high lady that all the women are consistently willing to put up with the fact that they don't get to be on equal stand equal footing with yep. their husbands like yep. even the woman that protected her entire country for the time that they were under the mountain right like formed her own cool army cuz she's the one with like polar bears and foxes yep. and stuff it felt Super very cool. um
1: the winter winter court
0: Philip Pullman was the
1: uh spyglass yeah where they had the have, dark materials
0: yeah, where they have the polar bear. Yep. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. But she like she ran that court by herself basically while he was gone. And yet as soon as he came back, she was like, and here you go. Yep.
1: It's the women upholding the patriarchy. Yeah. Yep. And women fighting for it. And them not realizing that they have been trained to yeah. support a way of thinking that actually oppresses them.
0: Yeah. Kind of like real life. Yeah, kind of like real life. Yeah. Although Fair was like, you guys could be like this too.
1: She's n- and never at any point. Is she like, wait, what? You don't have high ladies? That's weird. That's weird. She's like, well, then I'll be the first one. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she also announces herself. That was really fun. I love that. Yeah. Just love that part. Right after those superhero lands. God. I just pictured it in my brain and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, it's Cassian. It is. So, He's so fine. He's so fine. I know. Um. Yeah. So they're all trying to get everybody together. Did we get a an intro? There. So they're going to the Dawn Court. And then, oh, but you know what they have to do first? They have to go to. They got to get Keir, Morgan's dad. Yeah. The leader of the actual Night Court to join them because he isn't forced to be in the army. He he can't, like, make him. So they have to go see him. And then Morgan's really upset because yeah. Reese didn't talk to her first. Right. He should have just communicated. Right. And given her an option. When I'm sure she'd have seen, seen that, like, they needed that.
0: Right, instead of springing it on her.
1: But it does, it's a nice way of knowing that Reese isn't always perfect. Yeah. He made a bad call He did on that one. Call. He really did.
0: And we don't get a lot of Morgan. You know? No. I mean, we kind of do, but she doesn't do anything. She's like drinking. There's the funny scene where she gives her the entire bottle of wine, and she's like, it's okay if you drink it directly from the bottle. Yeah, she is funny. Um, And then she sleeps with Hellion, which that's when Feyre calls her out. She's like, you didn't even enjoy it. Like, you weren't even happy the next day. Yep. And that's when she's like, that's because I like girls. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it doesn't – and I've seen this as a criticism, and I kind of – I hope that at some point down the storyline, we don't have this yet, that we get an explanation for why Azriel seemingly is in love with her. Like, no one asks him about it. It could be some sort of, I, I just hope that we get some sort of explanation that isn't I was just epically in love with her and For did 500 years. fucking years. I hope we get a, a version, a story where it's like, you know, there was something else. He recognized something. He was always looking out for her and it just kind of appeared that way. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's tough for me. The 500 years of and longing. Her literally is that
0: actual? That's a story, isn't it? 3,000 years. Yeah, of okay. Longing. We yeah. talked about that before. Yeah, but 500 no, years. What? She couldn't have told him. Yeah. at any point, and she let him carry a torch for her for five hundred fucking years, and that's why I'm hoping
1: she does something really smart and writes it in a different way, or like gives us a different. Well, like, eventually, we'll get an Asriel story. We don't have one yet. Yeah, eventually, we will get one, and when we do, I want there to be some sort of explanation. Sure.
0: Yeah, because instead I'm not, of just he had a crush. Yeah, he was epically in love around. with her and yeah. like couldn't breathe when she
1: was in the same room.
0: Yeah. For like, f- and, as- and at any point, she could have been like, Asriel, I do love you, but like a brother, because I don't like men like that. Right. Do you know how... Well, how easy was that sentence? Do you want me to say it again? Asriel, I love you like a brother, because I don't like men like that.
1: Yeah, and he would go, oh my God, that is such an acceptable oh, answer. That makes a lot of sense. I don't feel
0: hurt anymore. I don't feel like you're constantly rejecting me. Like right. for half a millennium, you knew that I liked you and you just didn't do anything about it because I am so unacceptable to you that you never came around. Yeah, I'm not a, yeah. We I did like all the Azriel we got though because he spends that time working with Feyre on how to yeah. fly and he's like <gasps> funny oh. and charming. And then I have my
1: favorite is the Nafel story.
0: I yes. love
1: that for some reason. It's not for some reason. I know why. It's sweet. It's a sweet story yeah. and I love that it's like... Um, like history and a story
0: a philosophy inside of this book and she and I don't know gives Me Hope I think I would have liked it better if she had been legendary instead of somebody they knew because then she shows up at the end ah uh, I see yeah because it's like well okay good I mean I'm glad she's like a living legend but yeah like, she's I a couldn't... living legend you'd rather her be long gone uh, or just like yeah legendary you know, instead of, because now. When uh, you said I'd rather her be legendary. Like spoken um, of only in legend.
1: I know. Immediately my my brain goes to Pokemons. And I'm like, I can just imagine like Pokemons. <laughs> Got to mine
0: fell. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it just, I think it's because I, I can't imagine. <laughs> it took me a second. Because <laughs> I can't imagine knowing that there's an entire group of people that use me as their inspiration story. It would make me feel so uncomfortable. So I feel for her because all she was trying to do was just do the right thing in that moment. Yeah. She wasn't expecting to be spoken of. And now they have a
1: marathon or some sort of warrior thing every year where she gets to crown them.
0: But if you don't die
1: because you're immortal.
0: But they do grow old because they meet that one old fairy. Yeah. The one old high fae. They're just so long lived. It appears they're immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Amran does correct for us.
1: Yeah, well, I like the NFL story. I mean, you're was, right. I'm not it is weird, it weird that wasn't she good. It, I'm just saying. Well, and it is kind of weird that they see her at the end, and yeah. she's so like, huh, like, fa- like a celebrity starstruck. She's so starstruck.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you should never meet your heroes. I guess is what I'm saying. Because, Dude, I would
1: never want to. It's the yeah. same thing as being scared of Santa. Yeah, and furries and like creatures in character. No, no, thank you. If I saw a celebrity, I would walk the other way. Get out of my face. You don't belong here. (laughs) You need that. You have a place, and it's on my screen. It's not here. It's not here. It's in L.A. We're out in the land of the whatever that is where all celebrities live. Yeah, Yeah. and it's
0: just a different world. So in Babylon Five, which which I have started, uh, Lando Malari, the guy with the Fan hair. Uh, He lives in Wilmington. Oh, he does? teaches acting classes. Oh, really? Yes. So if we (laughs) wanted to meet him.
1: We could. (laughs) That's an option. Uh, Should we try and get him on a pod? When we do the Babylon 5? I think we should. Should I get invited to that? I'll
0: just throw it out. Invite everybody. who's A lot of them have passed. But um, he hasn't. Jakar has. um, The doctor has.
1: Okay. What about the
0: security guard? Um, Garibaldi, he yeah. just died. Oh, wow. Recently. Yeah. Aww. I know it was because like, they were going to do a movie and then I think Jakar died and they were like, well, we can't, we, we can't do Jakar it anymore. We can't. Okay, yeah. so want, you can get me talking about Babylon 5. We're going to talk about that for hours. But.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I have started. I'm on my way. It's just a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Um, but going back, so we're in the middle of the book that is the middle to the end, long everything
0: going yeah, on the middle is very like plot plot plot. yeah plot, politics politics plot plot, plot the plot, library
1: and, chaos where you we've already kind of talked about yeah then we've got elaine's magic mate elaine is a seer
0: surprise which it takes them a really long time to pick up on they're like oh no she's crazy you live in a world I like immediately <laughs> you know. live in a world with magic literal fucking magic and somebody is seeing visions and you're like oh that's it that must be pretend her cheese slid off her cracker the poor girl look at her she's seeing stuff that's not really happening nobody's like oh i wonder if she's seeing the future even when it's clearly like one-to-one yeah it takes them a really long time i know yeah yeah i know i
1: know yeah (laughs) Um, some point, and I can't remember how this happened. Lucien is like he leaves to go do a recon job to find. Yeah, cause and they, she's like, okay, well, I don't really feel like riding
0: him in right now, so yeah. I'm just gonna send him I, off. She couldn't figure out what to do with him. That's right after Elaine. They find out Elaine's a seer. Yeah, because she keeps seeing the Firebird. Oh, right, that's yeah. it. And so they're like. Go oh, find her. Oh, you mean that queen that's a firebird by day and a queen by night? Her? Oh, she's on the continent. Yeah, we should probably go get her. Yeah, and, and she's like, those- like, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> and he's like, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, recon, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, and so she's just like, whoop, we're not going to talk about him again. And you get into the very end, the
1: very which very, I never, I didn't end. see coming, which is really like, I, want, I was just like, is this
0: happening? What I a want treat. a short story. Of his time over there. I'm sure
1: we'll get it. And she does that a lot. I was going to bring that up. She does that a lot where she gives us a little peek into the story. Yeah. Like, I want the Weaver story. Yeah. You know? I want to know her I want to know what happened. Her and
0: the bone carver. Yeah. I want to know
1: what happened to them. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Lucian, meeting their dad, like, they come back. I feel, I kind of relate to Nesta in a way where, like, all of them coming back and having these wonderful, uplifting stories about their dad and they spent all this time with him, like whittling like being
0: like, yeah. whittling and not being
1: able to walk around and being so angry at him. Which I think her anger was a little unfounded, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, because she didn't he didn't send ships to every corner of the world to try to find a cure for a disease that lots of people die of.
1: Yeah, and yeah. she just needed someone to blame, so she blamed her dad, which could be a little bit telling on why she's so fucking mean
0: to the handsomest man in the world, Cassian. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I get it where she's mad because he kind of just gives up. Yes. That I understand.
1: And But she doesn't do anything either.
0: No, she doesn't either. <laughs> So look in the mirror, Nesta. (laughs) Is it really your dad you're mad at? No. But I think that the scene where Lucian comes back and the dad like rides in on the ship. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. But I think it would be more impactful if we had the backstory. So if we had some like Lucian meeting this guy and not knowing who he is and then over time finding out that this is actually their dad.
1: And I'm like... I'm supposed. I'm fated to be with your, yeah, middle daughter,
0: right? That, yeah, that. If we had that story, we could have cut out. Oh, what thirty to forty percent,
1: thirty to forty different tasks of the that had to get
0: shit <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> thrown in Lucian and Lucian meeting her dad, and then when he arrives at the end, that is a glorious moment. Instead of yeah. just like. Seriously? Seriously? Because this whole time they're like, oh, yeah, Dad, you know, he's on the continent or whatever. No one's concerned about where he is, which is a big tip off that clearly something's happening. He's oh, so dead I didn't think about happening. it.
1: But thank you, Ryder.
0: <laughs> Ryder Rachel here. Because it's just every time they're like, oh, yeah, Dad, but Dad's on the continent for a couple more months. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And so then the the he arrives on the ship and they're like, well, he called himself like the Prince of Merchants or whatever. And they're like, <gasps> Dad, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I did
1: cry when there she's describing the shifts the ships and Nesta, the ship Nesta. I cried. I cried today. I cried today listening to that.
0: Um, it got me. It got me good. I mean it's a sweet moment, but it does feel a little bit like Oh yeah. I'm really sorry I almost let you all die. So I am overcompensating in the biggest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well and it kinda I sh- rose an army in your name. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. Well, considering that all three of his girls are these, it gives us a little bit more into the DNA of greatness, I, yeah, guess. I guess. Their ability. Um, so we go from like having to do tasks to being in a battle really fast.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because they we we wallow. The whole center is really just wallowing. A wallow, and we lose tasks. We really lose the momentum. Because she keeps reminding us that Highburn's going to invade and Hyburn's right. going to whatever. Yeah. And we keep seeing like glimpses of, well, Highburn's going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But we're really just wallowing. And so then she got to a point where it was like, I need to just go. Yeah. And so she was like, well, we're done. Highburn's already attacked. Our time for preparation is over. And we,
1: and we missed um, Tarquin when they had to go save the summer court. Yeah. And that's cool. I, I kind of like that. I like that Tarquin was still mad at them. Yeah. And that's when we learn about Helion. Yes. Yeah. But then fast forwarding to battle mode. Yeah. And then in the very first battle, we get a very lovely glimpse of Cassian destroying everyone with his, just like, I can just picture it his like a sheer movie. badassness. Yeah. Yeah. And can just see it. Wait. I want to ask you something. I want to tangent for a second. When you're reading, you picture this in your brain. Yeah. Like a movie? Yes. Huh. Do you have an
0: inner monologue? Like when I'm thinking normally? Yeah. Not really. What? <laughs> what do you mean what? How do you think? I think in pictures usually.
1: I think in words. Oh. I'm fascinated by this. That's what I wanted <laughs> to ask. I'm okay. so That is so wild. It would be so scary to all of a sudden bebop into someone's brain and they don't use words to narrate their life i'm sometimes i think that's why like do you ever talk out loud talk to yourself sometimes i talk to myself so much and i think it's because there's just inner monologue constantly going on and but i was trying to think about what i'm picturing when i am reading
0: and i'm not sure it's pictures i need to pay more attention well, you have imagery, like you saw the superhero landing.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah,
0: and I picture Cassian. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I see. I see pictures. Yeah, there right. You go. Thank yeah. you for walking you do through not that. suffer from aphantasia. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Aphantasia. Yeah. When you can't see images in your mind, it's called aphantasia, and that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Do people with that realize they have it? Probably not. Probably not, because you wouldn't know what it was like to think with pictures. Oh,
1: well, how the what the fuck do they think?
0: Well, just in words. You just would, like, if I tell you apple, you you kind of see, you hear the word apple and you probably see a picture of an apple. You could picture what an apple would look like. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't. Do they have face blindness too? Not necessarily.
1: Interesting. So cool. Where are we, though?
0: In the blog. In the battle.
1: Oh, yeah, first battle. Cassian gets super, super hurt. Yeah. Nesta is just like... Biting her fingernails on the side of the, watching him be the yeah, most she's beautiful badass guy
0: of all time. side watching everybody die and, and then risk their lives while her sister risks her life and everybody risks and their life except Mista, like, who sits up there with a bowl of popcorn and watches everybody. Yep, yeah, and Farah's
1: like, "Is this when they were like, I can't see the whole. I don't think we can see all of Highburn's army." And at one point, they invisible coat themselves and move. And then she's like, "We don't know how many soldiers they are. Where are they hiding?" And that's when she's like, "Nesta, use your powers to find my best friend."
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the second battle because they they fight in the summer court, and then they go fight the second battle. And then they're like, "Well, what's what? Like, this isn't his whole army. Something is going on here, right?" And so she goes to see the surreal, and she's like, "Surreal, where we, where my homies at?"
1: Yeah, she's like. It's weird how she gets, like, one question in her mind. She's like, the only way is to find my girlfriend, Suriel. Yeah. Who won't even give her a name. I bet it's a beautiful name.
0: I bet it's like. Wasn't that when she tells her Nesta can find the army? She's like, yeah. how do we find it? She's like, Nesta can find it. She like, recognizes, like. She could have been like, Suriel, where's the army? Yep. Yeah. Because Suriel knew. Suriel did know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when f- puff pops up. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Yeah. And She's like, oh, yeah. Well, follow me right this way. And I love how breezy, like how quick it
0: happens. Yeah. She's just
1: like, oh, Ianthe's back and oh, go in there and oh, sneak out the yeah. and shut the
0: door. Yeah. A lot of the events right at the back are real rapid fire. Like, at yes. the end, are very, like, poof, poof. She goes to find the sorial. She finds the sorial. Oh, it's Nianthi. She kills Nianthi. She goes back. Everybody's mad. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, she really was writing, like, oh, this is how we're going to clean this yeah, up. Yeah, it's
0: because she wallowed for a long time. And then she had a lot of plot to wrap up. It was already a really long book. And so it was, like, and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Then they get back. And then Nesta is supposed to find the cauldron. So she opens up her mind to the cauldron and then the cauldron can see her and he's like ha 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 I'm gonna come steal a light. Yeah. So then they both wake up in the middle of the night Yeah. and Elaine's gone. Right. And then we get this tangent where they head to Highburn's army.
0: I don't understand why Elaine is so stuck on the boyfriend or the fiance. She's just stubborn and loyal. That just feels really it feels contrived. Like it feels like a way of generating tension because he's like take your ring off and she's like (laughs) i'd be like i could smite you motherfucker you want this ring guess where i'm gonna shove it but no elaine is like oh no (laughs) (laughs) for like so long so she holds a torch for this guy for i mean
1: have you never i mean i feel like you've been a race relationship for a really long time was he your first love? Let's get this out. Of was, is Matt your first love? He's the second guy I dated. Second guy you dated. Yeah. And obviously the love of your life. Obviously. If you've seen them together. If you've listened to them pod together. <laughs> if you've shouted down, they shout down their bond at each other. Yeah. Um, and the first guy, how did that relationship end? Uh, I, f- I met Matt. Okay.
0: And I was like, I like that
1: guy. So Matt. the first guy was Tamlin. Yeah. And then Matt is your sand, Yeah, effectively. Yes. Yeah. So you've never had the dissociative event where you break up with somebody and it is the worst and most horrifying thing that has ever happened to you and you literally cannot let go. No. Okay, I have.
0: <laughs> You're like, well, I have I have knowledge. I have deep knowledge about that. I
1: have. And it kind of feels like that. It's yeah. hard. It's tough. So I think what is feels inconsistent is that sometimes – people have real life feelings. And then sometimes they're like Farah, and they just like forget. Yeah. You know, I can see that. It's
0: inconsistent. I think it's like um, she continues to think of him as better than he is for too long. Maybe that's what bothers me. She's peddle.
1: She pedals. Peddles. What am I trying to say?
0: Pedestals him. Oh, yeah. She, she, yeah, she puts him on a pedestal. Yes where he literally insults her and calls her trash. And she's like, "But maybe we can still be together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she
1: definitely can't. Well, and she's never had to come to terms with anything. Right. It's just like she's allowed to be-
0: she, she isn't doesn't have any emotional Gemini. ballast. She doesn't have any emotional yeah. ballast. None. None. Maybe that's what it. Is. I just I, don't, I I always have a hard time when Characters that are in a position where they need to be strong don't woman up fast enough. So this is, Elaine is a seer. She is now crucial in destroying everything. And even when it comes to the end of it, and Amorin's like, we need all four of us to go destroy the cauldron. Elaine and Nesta are like, but do you need all four of us? You're better at it. Like, maybe two would be okay. Like, you guys are so good. And we, we just hold you back. Yeah. And they end up not going. Yep. Not going. This is to save the motherfucking world. <laughs> and they are like, oh my God. But like, I got my period. <laughs> like, I got my period yesterday and I'm like really emotional and I just don't know if I can destroy a cauldron right now. I just don't They're know. so 2022. I just. Because
1: <laughs> I, I might do that too. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I think if it came to it and you knew it was going to, you were saving the world.
1: Yeah. Have you heard the term chronically online? No. Okay. I just came across it. It is a new phrase, a new word. I don't know how long they've been saying it, the kids, The, the youth, but it means it's basically what it means when you come across a person whose personality is like they're on the internet all the time. And I love it. It's refreshing to know that kids are putting labels on kids who who show up with that like chronically online personality. I just wanted to bring that up at some point, and that seemed to be the moment. I'm sorry.
0: yeah, yeah, but that that I don't know that and then they don't. they don't. They don't ever come. there's no every for every single surprise ally popping up out of the woodwork. In the final battle, yeah. Elaine and Nesta never, never come to it. Like they never get to a point where they it's it's so they're not there so that they can be the ones to kill Highburn, And I get that, but it doesn't. She could have incapacitated them in another way. They didn't just have to be like, well, we're too emotionally fragile to defeat the Cauldron right now. Did she?
1: Did they say that? Because I just don't think my reading. Well, Elaine
0: can't like Elaine can't move. She's so overcome. She-
1: with distraughtness. With distraughtness. She's got the um
0: Annestica. The can't, Bella.
1: She yeah. got Bella. Yeah. She, she got had Edwarded. to like sit in
0: a chair. Oh my God. <laughs> that scene in Eclipse when in the book, it literally is just months in the middle of the page. Yeah. For like six I was like, what the fuck is this? And I got to the end of it and I was like, She was in a coma like an emotional coma for like months months but yeah yeah so elaine is too overcome overwrought to be able to even walk and then nesta won't leave elaine because they're codependent so (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) so they're like Vera, you've taken care of us this entire time you can keep taking care of us right you got this yep and they give her like a fist bump and they're like go destroy the cauldron peace Archeron. peace yeah yeah
1: yeah did we talk about the part where uh, Farrah goes to the hibern army and she's chased by the dogs? and Tamlin comes and helps her out. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and she has to learn how to um, fly. Yeah, and for some reason, I'm I can actually feel what it feels like to need wings. Like, could you? She's good at describing it so much that yeah. I can like feel my back hurting yeah. from having to support my and having a core. She does a good job enough. of
0: not making it too easy. Of not being like, well, now she has wings, and she has the muscles, and she can do it. So Yeah. Because a lot of the rest of her magic is treated very preemptively. Like, her fire comes out, and she's like, well, now I know how to use fire. And then it's like when they're... my water creatures. Like, when they're fighting at the very beginning. And she's like, I can't use my left side. And she takes, like, a 15-minute break. And when she comes back, she can use her left side because her (laughs) fairy nature helped her adapt. (laughs) Yeah. So she... There are definitely places where she takes the stakes away. She's like, "Oh yeah, you remember how yeah. that was kind of hard? She was going to have to work for it. Well, surprise, fate intervened, and now she doesn't have to." But definitely for flying, she leaves that difficult for I a know. long time.
1: I like, I, I appreciated that. But Tamlin saves her. He sends her a a, a spring scented breeze. Yeah, she's like, and I recognize that smell. <laughs> she's like, Tamlin, that
0: you? Yeah. <laughs> And she's then she smelt his wind before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure she has. I bet he yeah. was farting all up and asleep oh. while she's throwing up from her anxiety attack. anxiety attacks. Wow, what um, a
0: beautiful image of their relationship. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's yeah.
1: just hot boxing her with spring wind. <laughs> I will admit I was skimming that part. <laughs> Dude, I there are so many parts of this book that I had to go back and listen to several times because I'm like my reading comprehension isn't on,
0: or something. I'm like, wait, what? It's because it wallows so it, much, and you wander, like your mind wanders, because yeah. it's like, I know there are stakes to this, effectively, but yeah. Feyre's not going to get captured. She's going to be fine. The only reason Iyanti died, and it's the- literally just another task. It's just another task that we know she's going to get out of. And
1: how did it propel the story farther? Like, what did that? They actually- really
0: don't. But do- what does it do? Like Tamlin, maybe? Just Tamlin. It's a way of showing us that Tamlin's not a bad guy. And it's a way of outing Tamlin as not Highburn's ally. Right. And to
1: potentially expect him later on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What if this a, it's supposed to be do? a redeeming thing? That's
1: how we found out that Nesta is like the cauldron. Yeah. And so that's how they find the
0: cauldron and how the cauldron finds also
1: them. Also pisses me off that Nesta knows that she is probably the most powerful person in the world and will not test it out or pay attention to her own self. Yes. It is so fucking annoying. It's I do find that really annoying.
0: frustrating, especially when she's literally standing up on the mountainside, like, watching the battle, like, I really hope this goes my way because if it doesn't, I can do fuck all. I haven't practiced anything. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess it could kind of be, if she had described it more and given us more of, like, she could have really... Built up their character more in like being women of the court or like l- ladies, and like yeah. how ladies, you know, and how they are stubbornly who they've always been taught she's to be. She's never
0: given us a good justification for why Elaine and Nesta are so useless. Yes. Never. Right. I mean, in La- Elaine, it's like she's too pretty. She's just too pretty to do all that. And she loves flowers. Nobody nobody who loves flowers can fight like that. But we don't... She's trying to establish Nesta as this strong character without really giving us any reason. And
1: maybe it was... Maybe it's because their mom was a, like, authoritative... I mean, like, what we do, what glimpse we do get at their mom. I could see their mom being very... Like, I keep thinking about Cinderella. Yeah. And the mom and the two sisters. And if they're in that, like they've been brainwashed to think that women only do this and fairies are bad and blah, 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 blah. Then, yes, they are having to. But we don't get enough of that to really understand them. No, because
0: they're perfectly willing to let Feyre do everything. The, everything, right. Like, perfectly willing to let her do it.
1: Yeah. I, I love that um, – is it this book? Or maybe it's
0: the book before
1: – no, it's this book, where she's like, I didn't realize you couldn't read –
0: yeah, it's this. Why? One. Why? This how one. She's can you like, not she's tell? Like, well, I don't know. I kind of figured you like knew how to read or whatever. And I, then
1: her feelings are hurt when Farrah's like, I thought you wouldn't
0: want to help me learn. Yeah, like, well, yeah, everyone knew you wouldn't want to help her learn Nesta. It, right. It's, why are you offended by that? Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I know now. That's a good point that really we just don't get justification for, for why, why they're so useless, why they're so oblivious. No, they know. They know. And they're they're just willing to let Feyre do it all. Yeah, I don't without know. Without really the reading. The reading thing doesn't compute for me.
1: Your little sister can't read, and you don't know. And you don't. She wouldn't have cared. I mean, I
0: guess they were in survival mode, so maybe they did miss they it. They weren't in survival mode because every time Feyre got money, they spent that shit on themselves. It's like at the beginning when she's like, Oh, Nesta's going to want new boots, and I'm going to have to let her get new boots. And she looks over, and like her boots are too small, and her boots are falling apart. And she's the only one that actually leaves the house. And she's like, I have to hide the money, because if they find it, they'll spend all of it on themselves. Yeah, but also
1: Farrah, well, she was younger, so she doesn't know how to,
0: like, she also needed to. Well, how effective would it have been if she'd said, no, Nesta, I need to spend that money on myself? I mean, would Nesta have let her? She was And then she'd probably just turn up her snooty nose and I mean she was terrified of Nesta. Or not terrified, but Nesta was so critical. Yeah. That Nesta was that like critical voice in her head. Yeah. Nesta's yeah.
1: messed up, man.
0: And Nesta messes her up for a long time in the first book in the spring court. Yeah. Where every time she's going to do something, she hears Nesta being like, Well, you're dumb. What are you gonna do that for? And she has to like let Nesta's voice go. And then as soon as Nesta shows back up in this book, she's holding a torch for her. And it's just, I mean, I get it. They're sisters. And and I do like that moment towards the end where they like, they all lay down. Like they've just had this really shitty thing happen and they all kind of snuggle like they used to. And that, I get that. That's kind of sweet. When they're did like, that happen? I don't remember that. Oh, that's after they save Elaine, and they're all really tired. And they cuddle. They cuddle.
1: I missed it. I've read it three times. So I missed it.
0: And there's a I, I book. It's probably in the lull. <laughs> it's it's hard. The lull. I remembered because Favorite gets up and she walks out and she says she finds a camp mother. Like, I found a, a, a nearby camp mother and told her we needed some food. And I thought, Camp mother? The hell is a camp mother? Is that just like an old woman wandering around taking care of everybody in the I camp? I guess so. Yeah. That's why it I've struck never out heard to me because I was like, Camp mother. Do you ever, doesn't
1: it feel like Sarah J. Mass's, English? She's New Yorker. She's a New Yorker.
0: I don't think she's English.
1: <clears throat> Sometimes I think she's English, but it also might be because when I'm reading Reddit, a lot of the English readers, uh, they like to think that the they read the guys with Scottish accents. Oh. They think Illyrians have Scottish accents. I don't because those boys they are, are
0: very Highland. I mean, they live in the Highlands. Yeah, I they're mean, very, maybe that,
1: but yeah. they're those boys are like, you know, I
0: don't know. I just do maybe they do talk like that. They're whatever. They don't say they have an accent. They're whatever you want them to be. Yeah, well,
1: Scottish is probably hot. Makes sense. It's because they're like Cassian with a Scottish accent. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sold. down. Yeah.
1: Sold. I'm down for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so now we're at our final battle, which goes for like 12 chapters. It's so long. uh, It's
0: really long. Lots of tasks. And it's a lot of ups and downs. So many ups and downs. If all of the rest of her exposition has been orgasmic, this is that, like, I just can't get there scene.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this book is kind of like that, though. Yeah. And she wraps it up. I mean,
0: we do wrap up like a K-pop. Or K, what is it? K-drama. K-drama. It does wrap up like a K-drama. I mean, everybody, it ends happy. But at the end, it's just like, I think if we'd had any of these... Other allies in any part of the previous 67 chapters, it would have felt more interesting when they showed up cuz it's like oh look here's the people on that island that we thought was deserted but it wasn't really deserted it was just a really good glamour and since nobody's visited them in 300 yeah. years nobody knew that they were there and they heard it through the grapevine somehow that they needed them here and that they were losing or blah 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 and blah, they blah, also blah, blah. met up with their dad yeah oh and surprise here's their dad it and was Lucian like and Vesa. it was like oh no we're losing we can't possibly go on oh look here comes an ally Oh, they weren't enough, and now we're losing, and we can't possibly go on Or the king on, oh, dies, or the king dies. Yeah. yeah. So
1: what did you think? Okay, let's try and like... So the first thing that happens is the bone carver, the weaver, and
0: Braxis. Show up, yes. Yeah. Am I saying that correctly? That, was, that I laughed out loud at that part, because she's Pre-axis. like... Braxis. She's like, I never got you... A mating gift. And she's like, so here, here are some monsters. Here you go, I got you some And he's like, oh my God, you beat me to the punch. Because like, here's the weaver. And he's like, look, I got one too. And they, and they like make out on the battlefield over their mutual. Oh my God, line.
1: I really wish I could. we could push a button for how many times I roll my eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was like, Ugh. you didn't tell the commander of this army ahead of time that, that you, you had have the gotten smoking these guns. guns
1: Yeah, that you brought the nuke to the power, you brought the nuke.
0: Yeah, and he was stoked that you had dropped this on him and you hadn't put them in a more strategic location. All three monsters didn't need to be, okay, it's like in D&D when you have your, like, tanks and they're all in a line and somebody uses a cone weapon. And if you had just spread them out, it would have been fine. But they're all fighting, they're, like, fighting side by side. Yep. Directly in the front. Yep. Nobody's attacking the flank. They're they're ethereal. They could have appeared fucking and anywhere. anywhere. And they're all in the front of yeah. this battle. And those they die fast too. Yeah. And then he uses the cauldron like the like a cone weapon and he just takes them all out all in yeah. on one, except Varaxis. Yeah. But it was just like, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. We're gonna surprise each other on the moment of battle. Like literally. We're about to march down and defeat these guys. And we're all going to be stoked about it. We're going to, like, dry hump each other up on this hillside because <laughs> we're so stoked about it. And I was just like, I can't. <laughs> what? And then, <laughs> and then they die. And, oh, yeah. no, the battle is lost. And that's when they're, like, trying to make it to the cauldron. And Nesta and Elaine are like, you know what? Hard pass. Well, Nesta is hard pass.
1: Cassian. Yeah. That's how they, that's literally how it sounds in the, on the audiobook. And I cannot stand it. There are, <laughs> I will say, if you listen to this book, I love most of the voices, but the Nesta voice and, um, actually
0: Cassian's voice are terrible. That's because they need a Scottish guy to do it. Oh God, that would Like be the amazing. Scottish guy from Outlander.
1: <sighs> yeah. Dude. You're welcome. Thank you. You're
0: welcome.
1: Even the old guy. Yeah. The old guy's sexy as fuck. Yeah. He was in the most recent Game of Thrones. He's in
0: a bunch of stuff. Dude,
1: he is so... Is his name McDougal?
0: Yeah. God dang McDougal. He was in um, Lucifer.
1: Oh, yeah. I watched a little bit of that, but not enough. But that guy is... Shows Yeah. That was very chronically online of me. (laughs) Chronically online. (laughs) Anytime I say anything that's like a thing online i'm like oh, oh, okay shit, I'm so, like, so like speaking in
0: a, meme language is what you
1: mean or or like if you or being like hey uh i actually can't i don't have a rehearsed yeah someone that uses like talks like like kardashian on all the time. and on tiktok all the time okay. like hey what a vibe that's such a vibe hey girl hey sis oh that's super sus okay. like oh no cap like just super <laughs> Thank
0: you for that yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, like and I do the, find slang very hard to keep up with,
1: and I can, I do because I, I'm chronically online. Mm. But you'll find with the youth the that youth. they will have entire personalities that are
0: just online, online. personalities, yeah. and so it's wonderful to hear this terminology. I mean, we kind of did too. Were you ever on like forums and chat rooms and? Um. Yeah. Yeah, and you had kind of a. Yeah. Like an online persona. It's the same. It just doesn't move. It moves so much faster now is all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also slower in some ways, but I digress. I think fashion, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think a fashion is better with this online because it allows for women to wear things that make them feel good and mm. there be an entire community around it. Yeah, you can so, find your people. Right. Yeah. And it allows for more room versus like things can last longer. But yeah, we don't have to talk about it. I was gonna talk about skinny jeans and parts, but it's fine. Um <laughs> so we're still at the battle. Yeah. And still at the battle. Still at the battle. And Nesta calls for Cassian because okay. she's epically one hundred percent in love with him. And if you can't tell by this part, you're dumb. Yeah. And he comes to her immediately because he loves her too. And she saves his life. Yeah. She, she also makes him, him feel the- terrible
0: because he's a general.
1: Such a sweet boy.
0: The general. He didn't have to go down with the ship. This way he can keep Fighting. generaling because, no, the battle's not over. There's like 12, 12, more 12 other chapters. highs and lows here yeah. that we need to go through.
1: So then Nesta... Gets him away. Dad comes up. Dad's neck gets broken really fast. I was very emotional when the like dad showed up. one
0: line in this entire... Yeah,
1: and he focuses book. on Nesta. And his last word is, I loved you the moment I saw you. Oh, just so sweet. Yeah. And she needed that. And you know what that's going to do? Break her and fuck her up. Well, okay. good. Yeah. You would just wait. There's a whole book of her getting back what she's been putting out. <laughs> um, and then Elaine, out of nowhere... Stabs
0: him. Yep. Stabs the king. And
1: then Nessa straight up. Decapitates him.
0: Twists it around. Yeah. Cuts yeah. his head off. I
1: love that part. But he died really fast. He killed the weaver really fast.
0: He was really obnoxious. I don't like a villain that just keeps getting away with it. Who's like. Mm-hmm. You know, like we use the <laughs> ultimate weapon and he just winnows oh, away. And he's about- like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then he shows back up, and they try to hit him again, and he the, he like winnows to the side, and he's yeah. like, "No, you <laughs> can't, can't get, get me. me." Yeah. It's, um, mm. What about Fae Bane? Are you kidding me? Okay, Fae We're gonna, Bane. You know what it is? It's because we created too many powerful characters.
1: Yeah, you don't. The it, if you had to really analyze the power structures, it doesn't make any sense. No. Oh, we have Reese, who's the most powerful High Lord that has ever existed, because he is a half. You Whatever, know, Illyrian yeah. high. fake. the same reason. Dogs, but then we mixed have
0: dogs don't get sick as often. <laughs> that what? The same reason mixed breed dogs don't get sick as often. Yeah, or is less That's likely true. to have problems like yeah. hip
1: issues. Yeah, yeah. Like my dog, he will live forever. Exactly. His constitution is so high. Exactly. Um, but then you've got. Oh my god, my thought. Where did it go? Oh, the, come the back, power come back. structure. Power that. structure. You've got Reese, and then you have this powder. Fae This yeah. whatever. Yeah. That you can also just like eliminate
0: their power. This deus ex machina. This like... Ex machina. Yeah. It's a I god thought. in the machine. I it's, love that. It's the hand of the writer yes. in the story. Yeah. Being like... God, you can tell who's the writer.
1: Our dynamic... Sorry, I'm going to... I'm going to go away for a minute. It's fine. Our dynamic is so similar to Karen and Georgia. I know that you didn't listen to My Favorite Murder, but this is why. You are obviously a writer, and, and I'm just a person that says stuff. And <laughs> just it, a person that And it, You have a lot of good points. Don't sell yourself short. I won't sell myself short, but I think that if you listen to the way we put stuff together, I feel like you are like an academic with this beautiful language and ability to... Um, Contextualize a thought, and I'm like on the streets. <laughs> I'm straight from the streets, you know. I'm like just describing things in my chronically online <laughs> terminology, or <laughs> I'm not chronically online, but kind of a little bit. But you know what I mean, yeah. I, and I've thought about it a couple of times. I'm, and I just wanted to mention it.
0: I like it. I think it. It's a. It balance. works. It it's works. a balance. Yeah. Um. But what were we talking about? Uh. The. The feybane and how that's oh, literally yeah. just her. Like, I have created... I've escalated power this entire time. I've gone from, like, high it, place to high place to high place. And now, if I leave all these super powerful characters, uh, there's there's no way to create tension. Right. Because but they're all But we're just going to have
1: this one substance that does this thing. And now yeah. they're going to come and they're going to... Because they spent so much time with Highburn, they're just going to blow them all up. Yeah. It just... It's like a, such a
0: small detail that doesn't really do much. Well, it's there at the beginning so that Feyre has the,
1: can't just
0: escape. And we got that in. In the the spring court at the very beginning. They use it to take Feyre's powers away. And we get that so that she has that time with Lucian where they're running away. And didn't they use it on Reese when he got sick? They use it on Reese. Last book. When. Was that Feybane? I think so. No, it was something else. It was like blood thing, tree i don't know yeah. it doesn't really matter what happened was see what had happened was <laughs> you see that meme i sent you
1: about never mind <laughs> it was about that same joke about how reese is just like laying yes, there and I she's like one.
0: get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah yes exactly how i felt but they we we introduce it so that we have that time with lucian at the beginning And then we can't just dispense with it because it's a super powerful weapon. So we have to use it a couple more times. So they kind of use it um, in the attack on the summer court when they're fighting with Tarquin. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we go to the dawn court to meet all the high lords and ladies, or high lords and their kept women. (laughs) (laughs) They like it. The dawn court is like, surprise, we found an antidote. Right. So... Yeah.
1: Which this is, is this the is cool
0: is lady s- that I want to know more about. Sarah J. Mass takes us right to the edge of having actual narratives like stakes, right? Like Fabane can literally take their power away. And then she gets you right to the edge and then she's like, psych and she just drops it out. from she's like, psych, there's an antidote. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah. more stakes. It's like at the end when she's like, Amorin gave her life to save everybody. And then she's like, psych! She's, she's back. She's back. And yeah. she's like Faye now, so she gets to just be with her friends. She's not like a super powerful creature what in a cage is anymore. Kind of, so what's your take on what Amorin is? At the very, like... Before? Like her
1: power, like what do you like? Is there
0: a monster? Like what do you think of her powers? Well, the way she describes
1: it, I have a take on it
0: because it. she's talking about in the other world that she came from. There's humans, mm-hmm. and she's like a created entity. So I see her more as like a kind of like the Maiar, where she's like a angel or like a divine force. Yeah, she's an angel. Yeah, yeah. And so then,
1: who did you to compare her to? Did you compare her to the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is that, I think that's what uh, like Gandalf. Gandalf is. Yeah, <laughs> I love that I knew it. <laughs> of course I knew it. I've heard this in Marillion. Yeah. So, um, of, course, of course, of course. I guess I am smart sometimes. See? Um, see? Um, but yeah, she is. She's like an angel. And I think that if you see like, her universes all line up, and that comes up later in a different series that I'm not going to ask you to read yet. It's fine. That Throne of Glass. No, the other oh. one, Crescent City. Oh, but I, I know you're gonna need a break.
0: I know you're gonna need a break. We're, we'll we'll segue and then we'll we'll segue back.
1: Yeah, maybe we're not even. You don't even have to. But, anyways, coming back, I was gonna say the next little book is a novella, a short, yeah. and it's a Christmas story. So I thought that's a maybe good time. we could do it before Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I then there's Silver Christmas. Flames, which is the best of the best of the best.
0: Anyways, that's the one from Nesta's point of view. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with my love in it. Cassian. My love. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, first
1: ending, Elaine. First ending. First ending, <laughs> yeah. Elaine, their dad dies. Elaine sh- stabs him with Truth Teller, the sword that gets mentioned hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, it
0: reminds me of The Sword of Truth. Did you ever read The Sword of Truth? I didn't. Series. No. Oh, it's like a... It's basically a retelling of the Wheel of Time, but with um more rape.
1: Oh, what you love. Yeah. Gotta love some so about I'm, a man
0: wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And the first book is Wizard's First Rule, but he literally he gets this sword and it's the sword of truth. And it literally has truth written on the handle. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. I was always like, okay. <laughs> Not even like the Latin version of truth. No, it's just straight up <laughs> true. And every time he holds it, he can like feel truth under his <laughs> hand. <laughs> Yeah. Is that his dick's name too? Yeah, it's a big dick swinging book. And yeah, the, it sounds yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, but Matt, Matt read a lot of them and he was like, you'll like it. And I read it I was like, I don't like it.
1: But, I hate this. But thank
0: you for... Uh,
1: <laughs> Thanks for the wreck. Thanks for I'm the wreck. I'm going to move on. Yeah. So first ending stun. Then Amron and Farah go up to the cauldron. They make it up there. And then the cauldron... I lost, I wasn't really comprehending how it happens, but the cauldron, like, grabs her and starts flailing her around the field so that we get a huge, like, aerial view of what's
0: happening everywhere. Oh, yeah, it, like, takes her consciousness. Yeah, and gives us an aerial view. Well, it takes her on a drone ride. Yeah, because that's what the cauldron's doing, I guess, even though it's not sentient. I, I mean, don't, it obviously I don't is. Know. Anyway, that's that's just so that she can see her dad dying without actually having to be there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so and she can see the. Although I do I like what they do with their dad's body. They like wash him and dress him and give him flowers, and then she's just like, yeah, <laughs> just burns, burns him. him, and then they're like. uh anybody hungry? <laughs> yeah. Just uh, there's a shawarma restaurant down the street. <laughs> I think I saw a
1: swarm of restaurant when I was at the top. Yeah. You
0: catch that? Yeah. Catch
1: that I got that one. Yes. That one You I know. did good. You yes, did good. Thank you. Yeah. I um, see that one. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so second, so then Amrin has deceived her. Yeah. Because she thought that Amron was going to be able to do something to the cauldron, but in actuality, the cereal, our tea queen, knew that Amran could unleash herself and unleash her angelic natural Which she destructive story like
0: dies.
1: I mean I think she just fades out. But why? She existed here fifteen thousand years. Yeah. Well, minus five. So ten
0: thousand years. I think yeah. is
1: how long? I don't know the
0: timeline actually, but, but it was a long time. But as soon as she's back in the world, she makes it like 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, and then she poofs out like a cloud.
0: It becomes like the reflection on the water.
1: Yep. And then is just chilling in Limbo
0: land. Yeah. Hasn't quite moved on yet. In her old body. Yeah. Body. Yeah. So Reese brings her back. Because of course Reese. I don't know. This whole part at the end was just like. uh,
1: Tell me as a writer okay, as someone who's a creative and trying to create a new story, at what point do you go, I'm going to end this exactly
0: how I ended
1: the first book?
0: It's a callback, yeah. really, to the yeah. first book. It is, but it's her giving life to Reese instead of but the other way around. Why does it? What, and is that like, but why? This is Sarah J. Mass taking us to the edge of having actual stakes. Kitty. Of having actual stakes and then just psych. Yeah. Dropping us up. Like, hey guys, Reese literally gave everything. He died so that the world could be saved. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. He's back. I was, hey, and so did Amarin, but no. Nope, oh Sorry. There she is. She's, She's there. back. Yeah.
1: It's like the opposite of Came of Thrones. I, I It's fully, the opposite of stories where everybody has immense plot armor. I fully expected
0: her dad to come back. Somehow. Really? I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. Literally, nobody died. Yeah. Yeah, except the monsters. Actually, I might have thought about that. I don't know. Except the monsters, like the monsters, and like. And I really wish we could have kept the monsters. They were some of the most interesting characters. Yeah. 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 She killed off a lot of her, like, I created these really cool, like, world deepening creatures. And now they're gone. And I just, like, exploded them all in yeah. one, whatever. Which at least it took, at least it wasn't, like, magic that killed them. It was, like, the elemental force of creation itself.
1: Yep, I do like how she, like, modifies her curses to represent the world that they're in. Like, it's never God, it's gods. Yeah. Or it's, like, bless the cauldron. Yeah. You know? I always find that at least consistent. Um, But second ending's over, so Amarin's gone. Yeah. Then Reese comes back because the cauldron has been split in three and is a void. That's basically a
0: hole, in creation. black hole. Yeah, and it's growing
1: and sucking in everything.
0: Yeah, it's
1: and the nothing. so Reese realizes that he he it is the nothing. Yeah, she's very much borrowed from. I mean, it's a good. Story. I mean, who's a Treyu? Cassian? Cassian, fine ask Cassian. you I love you too, man.
0: My sister had a big crush on a tree. Yeah, who doesn't?
1: He was fine. He clipbone him before I knew, I knew my body could do that. <laughs> and I'm not kidding about that devil. That oh, was yeah. literally he's
0: my first crush. Hot. Super hot. Yeah. I don't think they geez, You heard do you you listen to it? The part where he's I did, like Yes. He has so much just like sexual body language where he's talking to her and he like leans back and like runs his his like Yeah. Nail, yeah, across his chest. and then she, when she turns
1: in and has, so we're gonna visit, we're talking about legend, yes, they were, talking about legend. we're talking about legend. When and there's something so hot about when she goes dark,
0: oh, uh, yeah,
1: and but, she's wearing that plunging neckline, yeah, that only a little teeny woman could wear, yeah, and it is so stunning, stunning, yeah.
0: Mia Sarah is super hot, super hot in this movie, yeah, but
1: they. I don't know if they meant to introduce an entire youth to, like, darkness and emo.
0: <laughs> this is the That's probably why we ended yeah. up emo when we did. It's probably, I mean, yeah. Because they were so hot. I mean, I, I prefer that version of her to the earlier version. Yeah,
1: like, me too. Yeah. The dark, sultry, I'm going to bang this probably giant monster thing. Yeah. Tough. Anyways, back to this. But yeah, I was sad I missed out on that podcast because I wanted to say that. This <laughs> wanted everyone to know how stupid well, you, hot you snuck in, snuck it in, yeah, snuck, yeah. It in. snuck it in, in. Um. So we've done death ending number two. So ending
0: number three. Resand number three. I love that you named the endings. Well, I mean, because it really does feel like it. It's yeah, like it it's never over, ends.
1: guys. Just kidding. No, it's not. Let's sew up the. Oh, and then when she throws her tantrum. And throws the priceless book. In it. Into the into the culture. And she's like, well, I can't read this shit. Boom. Yeah. Bye. She probably could have helped Vessa if she hadn't
0: thrown the book away. Right. Well, that's why we did. Because yeah. it's a plot hole that we can now just close up. Because it's in the void and no one can ever go get it.
1: Well, I bet somebody can. Anyways. So Reese dies. Because he knows. And what is he, what's the last words he says to her? I, I love, love you. And then she brings them back. You know what we've never mentioned and it actually plays a huge role in her books, tattoos. Cuz it's so normal. Yeah. She loves tattoos. All of her main characters have tattoos, covered yeah. in tattoos. She loves a tattooed man. I mean, don't we all?
0: Yeah. I mean it's but but there's I mean they just get them. Yeah. They don't have to like get them. They just appear.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. They do in a glass, though. Can you still make bargains if you run out of space? I'm sure they can just be little tattoos. I mean, but like... Like the tiny big, tats. But like the bigger the stakes, the bigger the tattoos. So if you're like Covered really making tattoos. a big bargain and you don't have any space I guess you have left. to undo some of your little ones. Yeah. You gotta make some space. There's another book that I read called, I think it's like Rhapsody. I don't know. She's a siren. Anyway, her like love interest, it would remind you a lot. Of this book, actually. But her love interest is like the Lord of the Night fairies. And he has giant bat wings. Anyway, but he's like the... Oh, I've heard of that. And she's a siren. I've heard of that. And she makes bargains and with him because he's like the bargainer or whatever. But he gives her beads. What's her name? Oh. Is it Jude? Maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time since I read it. But does she, she may- have horns? She doesn't. Well, she does eventually, kind of. And it was one of those ones I quit reading because the bad guy felt too, like, I hate it when they're always one-upping the good guys. Like, they're always like, oh, the good guys are so dumb. That It just gets to me after a while where I'm like... Oh, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. Oh. So anyway, she ends up with, like, her entire forearm is covered in beads.
1: Interesting. I'll have to look that up. There's several of those stories out there that I'll run across in yeah. these. Um, yeah. I'm excited now. Anyways, the... Ending three is over. And then we get to kind of like Danny mod out a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I do not even remember what happened after the cauldron scene, honestly.
1: We get to kind of have some downtime with all the other characters. And we get to meet um, Miriam and oh, yeah. Dragon. Dragon? Draken. Draken. Dragon,
0: draken. Draken. And I think they're going to show up in some later on stories I mean they should they had enough build up we I talked would love about to know their forever. stories too
1: yeah so it all kind of wraps up in this very long way to the point where it feels almost anticlimactic yeah because you get three three in a row <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they don't feel no Oh, well, they yeah. are satisfying like I remember reading it I was really emotional I finished it and I wasn't
0: unhappy with the ending
1: it was It satisfying. just wasn't
0: I don't know. It didn't it wrapped up, which I'm glad we wrapped it up. Yeah. But it wasn't the like <sighs> the kind of p- like It was like, okay. Well, yeah. That was nice. A lot of people felt that way. That's what of- sometimes that's what happens when you are just writing yeah without planning it. Right. Cuz she didn't probably know where she was going. Right. Or she may have known what the ending was gonna be, but she didn't know how she was gonna get there. Right. And that's why we flounder for so long. Which there's nothing wrong with not having a specific plan. But you gotta have an exit strategy. That's
1: how Dungeons and Dragons feel sometimes. Do you get when you're playing, do you ever feel like if the plot to your campaign's not moving quick enough, you're just like over it?
0: Yeah, you're floundering. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, you know you're ready to move on like that's yeah, the like, story I'm is yeah like i'm done i don't want to do this anymore right right and you and you have to have kind of trends you have to trend up or trend, you have to have highs and lows and she's kind of going for that with all those tasks in the middle but it doesn't feel like it cuz they're all very preemptive and we've we have a proven track record at this point of everyone's going to be fine so yep you you know no matter how bleak it seems that everyone's going to be fine everyone's going to be there fine there are no
1: real stakes Something we haven't even talked about, which we should probably mention because these are supposed to be spicy books, is the fact that by this point in the story, we don't really care about listening to Vera
0: and Reese get it on. No. That's because Reese and Vera become very one note. I mean, once they're finally together, we finally culminate that relationship. They don't have a ton of character growth. I mean, we get a little bit of, guys, Reese isn't perfect. But even then, it's like, he's perfectly imperfect. (laughs) <laughs> Look at his purple eyes. Look at his, you know, he just yeah. like more more immediately forgives him. There's no real consequences to the fact that he doesn't warn her ahead of that meeting or whatever. It just finally yeah. feels like, okay, like I get it. I'm glad they're together, which is a lot of times why we delay them getting together for so long because yeah. that's what creates the tension. Yeah. And then as soon as they are together, creating more tension because yeah. once they are together, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Yeah. And that's why it probably feels a little. because we. Don't and
1: that's why she brings in so many other people. And I think that's why she decided like, oh,
0: this has to be about other people. We have yeah. to build. We have to want other people. Because they're not only together, but they're like fated to stay together. So there's not even really stakes. I mean, even there, there's not really. Nothing's going to happen to pull them apart.
1: Yeah. Well, and then what's na- what's cool is in the next couple books... They're not our main characters, so we just see them as a side on the side, and you like them, you like yeah. what they're doing, and you like having that like peripheral, peripheral version of them.
0: This book would have benefited from shifting point of views. She does it a little bit, where you'll be like, "Oh, this chapter is sand." Yes. it's the
1: first and the last, and then it's like,
0: but it would have done really paragraphs. well
1: for both of them.
0: Yeah, if we had, it would have felt like the pace stayed a little bit faster if we'd had like. A Cassian chapter, and an Azreal chapter,
1: and we could see the same battle from different point of view. Yeah, and we and a lot of like Sanderson does it. Yeah, and like at the end, anytime he has a battle scene, which he does so well, they the point of view switch really quickly. Yeah, and it's
0: really because really impactful. It, it feels like in a movie when you get those quick transitions between scenes, and you're building emphasis, you're building tension. Right. You're like, what's happening?
1: And then the female lead comes in, and she's way more powerful than everyone else.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> okay. um, so that that would this book would have benefited from that. Yeah. And then the, the challenge is just creating individual voices for each. Yep. Each character. Yep. And then being able to write each individual voice, but as a writer, that's the challenge. I mean, that's what that's what would have improved this book is we get too much Feyre. Yeah. Like the first book is all from Feyre's point of view, and that makes sense. Right. And the second book is all from of point of view, and it more or less makes sense. It would have benefited from some Rusand, but you, it's hard to do but that But we without, got chapter 54. We did, and it's hard to do that without giving things away. Right. But in this book, we're not hiding anything, really. Yeah. I mean, we're hiding you, small things. And you things. see
1: her... I think she learns that, because the... Silver Flames is not written from one perspective. It is written from both. I think you may be like, oh yeah, this is what it needed. This yeah. is what this That's this what is what, it what feels this needed. like it needed
0: to me because yeah. like a couple chapters from Amryn's point of view would have been kickass. Whole, oh, so good. Yeah. Just to listen to the way she talks, the way she thinks, getting a even, I don't mind if we shift first person, which right. I don't think this isn't this is in first person. Yeah, it it is. I don't mind if we get multiple first-person points of view. First-person is where they're like, I I, was doing this. I, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What if it was in third-person? And then, then farah that's me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to read Gideon the Ninth, eventually. Okay. Which is by, um, I'm going to murder her name if I try to say it out loud, so just Google it. But it's Gideon the Ninth. And then the second book is, um, I think it's Nona. Anyway, the, the one of the books that follows is um, in second person. Because something really dramatic happens at the end what of Gideon. What's second person? You you walk down the hallway. You sit down on the chair. Oh, that's weird. Because the, something so dramatic happens at the end of Gideon the Ninth that she literally suffers like a dissociative event and she can't like she can't put herself back in her body. So she just sees herself from second person. Whoa.
1: What a feat. Yeah. What a feat for a writer to successfully, and she does it
0: successfully. Yeah. It's It's a good good. book. Yeah. It's a good
1: book. Yeah. We'll have to try that
0: after Murderbots. Yeah. I think you'd like Gideon the Ninth.
1: Probably would. There's not a lot of
0: things. I am easily impressed. It's actually, it's Necromancers in Space, Lesbian Necromancers in Space.
1: Oh, interesting! Yeah, which people that bring t- people back to life? Yeah, it's tagged as lesbian necromancers, because
0: there's not a whole ton of. I mean, we don't get a lot. There's no sex. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's the opposite it's of Ice Planet Barbarians. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I
1: listen to when I'm going to sleep now. Ice Planet. Sp- <laughs> not kidding. It's my lullaby. It's just nice, soothing
0: sick sounds yeah I mean you don't have any plots if you fall asleep it doesn't matter no
1: problem it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. and I love that I don't listen to music I literally listen to a, to a book and if I'm trying to follow the book I have to set asleep or like turn it off and I'll put that on sometimes I'll put on like a way of kings or sanderson because I love it but yeah. I, it doesn't matter if I fall asleep in it Missborn. <laughs> so funny Talking about a book, oh, I won't ruin that for everybody. Talk about a book that definitely has stakes, the way that Mistborn Trilogy ends. Yeah. Wait, you,
0: did you finish those? Oh, well, Matt always tells me. Oh, okay, yeah. They yeah. don't
1: end. They end fine. Yeah. I, and I get pissed.
0: I don't want it to end like that. Yeah. I don't mind if there are, I don't mind if we don't have, I don't mind if you don't have stakes. That's fine. But just realize that you're taking away, like, the drama. Right. And and act accordingly. Yeah, create it some other way. If you're not willing to kill off a character, that's fine. I don't want you to kill off a character. I'm happy if nobody dies, but don't keep showing us that you're not going to kill a character off. Do it once, maybe yeah. do it twice. I think
1: we could have lost Amryn.
0: Yeah, I think we could. I was happy with Amryn that being her like, out. I, I've, I've literally been here for fifteen thousand years. I'm tired. I
1: learned. I just learned how to love. Yeah. And I am so grateful for you. And I'm gone. And I'm gone. Because I got to save the day.
0: That would have been fine for and her the to third just, ending. Yeah. For, second ending. But then for her to come back and be like, and and I'm like, you now. was like, Ugh. all right. Okay. Great. Yeah.
1: Well, I love Amorin. I'm glad she's here. I'm glad we get. To, sorry, I'm doing it again. Um, I'm glad she's here. I'm glad we get to keep her. You know, something I wanted to say. Because we never really talked about it, but there's this one quote from this book. And I just thought we should say it because so many people say, I feel like so many people that love these books, and we love these books. I love these books. Yeah. But also, they're just stories.
0: Yeah. But they they are, and it's not an unconditional love, but it's never going to be. What's the quote?
1: I'm waiting. To the stars that listen and the dreams that are answered.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I think I remember it. I don't remember where they said yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody
1: puts on sweatshirts.
0: Oh. That's like... Because it's poetic sounding. Yeah, or for
1: the for the people who look at the stars and wish.
0: For the people who look at the stars and wish.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... For the stars that listen and the dreams that are answered.
0: I did highlight some quotes in this book. I mean, there were a couple parts that I thought were...
1: Oh, my God. ...were
0: quotable. I don't... Talk about the things that she said too much, though.
1: Um. Yeah. How do you cereal re- was a
0: dreamer. How,
1: everyone's a dreamer. How do you rear someone's knee? knee? Knee someone's rear? Yeah. He kneed my rear. What the does that mean? Knee to, kicked him in the ass? No,
0: but like she
1: does it in like
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't, she's got quite a few like phrases. She, she recycles. She uses a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Well, anything else? No. So I'm, what's your, what 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 are your what's your favorite thing about this book?
0: About this book.
1: What was your favorite thing? I'm thinking. It's okay. I think mine. While you're thinking, I think mine is. I liked the transition to Nesta and Cassian. I like where that's going. Yeah. And I liked it when I was reading it.
0: I was I like, liked the monsters. I know. I liked the depth that we gave. Some of the monsters. Yeah, they, they were They got cool. treated pretty summarily, but like, yeah. I think Baraxis is my favorite character in the entire series so far, because he's literally like a thing made of nightmares, <laughs> and he just wants a friend. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sympathize with Have Baraxis. you watched Werewolf by Night? I have not yet. I think you should. I
1: really do. Anyways, yeah, I hear you.
0: Yeah. I mean, that I liked... As soon as they were like, there's a thing at the bottom of this pit, I was like, I want to meet the thing at the bottom of the pit. I bet it's cute and fuzzy. I bet, I bet we could be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> so they finally, she goes down there and it like shows up behind her. And she's like, I'll make a deal with you. And it's like, okay. Can I
1: have the moon and the stars? Like, at, at, can no, I at see the sky?
0: When Feel those the wind? Two characters show up to capture her the ravens. Capture the ravens. And um, she's literally like, I'll give you anything. And it's like, Will you come down here sometimes and talk to and me and Just talk to me I was how like, i feel that's who i am i was like okay that's it it's my favorite character in the entire <laughs> book and she's yeah, like um a- deal and it's like okay don't look and then it's <laughs> like eats, <laughs> and then it eats them turn
1: your face away yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah her monsters are very charming yeah that she does a good job with them like yeah. inventing them they're funny they're good they're yeah good like the bone covers, Good. He's sufficiently creepy. The Weaver is sufficiently creepy. I would love
1: to read the Bone Carver from someone else's perspective too because I think he does change. Yeah. And like we get him from this like little boy. Yeah. And I would love to see him from like – I just want to see everything from Cassian's perspective. Yeah.
0: This is one where this would have been a good thing for each character to have to visit him and then us to explore what they saw the Bone Carver as. Yeah. That would have been a good like – a way of deepening each character. I also think we would have found Nesta and Elaine more sympathetic if we had seen anything from their point of view.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because they're just, like you said, one note. Well, Nesta, we get a little bit more like depth and a little bit more like... Slightly. But but Elaine is just flowers and puppies and baking and gardening. And that's fine. But... Um... There are some, yeah. I don't know. And we'll see. I think the next book in the series is supposed to be Elaine. And I don't know whether we'll Oh, the series th- isn't done? No. Oh. mm Shit's about to get off, like fly off the handle. I told you she's got a whole universe. She's stacking universes. Okay. She's, you don't have to go that far with me. Don't worry.
0: Or maybe oh, we got a lot of podcasts to make. We got a lot of books to read. We yeah, get but back to them.
1: But you know what? I think if you'll just hang with me for the five, the little book that comes next, and then yeah. Silver Flames, we can pause and not look back for years, for years. Yeah, because <laughs> it's going to take her that long to,
0: to work up to it. But she,
1: but she, but you think there's two other books in the Crescent City series? Um, it's a new series that she started, and they loop back. Okay. So she's stacking universes.
0: Yeah. Already. I think we mentioned this. It's like the Cosmere. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: The, the, what, the mass. Well, it's, I, cause
0: it's because this is only happening on this one little island. We leave, we've got continents of. Well, plot. this
1: world, we're supposed to be a whole world here. Oh, okay. But there are other
0: planets.
1: Yeah. In our sphere universe.
0: Like where the monsters came from.
1: Yeah, and realms. Yeah. Yeah, like dimensions kind of. Yeah. And where
0: Amran came from. Right. Yeah. Because she's, mon- she's one of the monsters.
1: Yep. Yeah. And the this place is, has high magic. This universe, like uh, Prithian, has a lot of magic. Yeah. Not all of her worlds are that magical. And so... She's gonna bring them all together, and we're gonna get an end game. And it's probably gonna be just as it's probably gonna be seventeen endings, <laughs> seventeen whole endings, seventeen whole. People are endings. gonna get, People are gonna die. Every single
0: character is gonna, it's gonna die, die and come and get back. Bright. Yep.
1: By the seven lords who are gonna just bebop around, giving yep. sunflower seeds of power out.
0: Yep. exactly -hmm. and i love how reese is like it's only my power i didn't take any of yours like how does that work motherfucker i don't know it doesn't make any sense to be honest it doesn't make any sense well why did they not know i guess they'd never done it before but how did they know they could do it when they give the power to ferret to bring her back and then they all do it again for reese and he's like but i'm exactly the same as i was before so rest easy like well th- that doesn't make any sense no it
1: doesn't no. i mean i guess it kind of does it's like when they give a human that energy it remakes her but when yeah. you give that if you give energy to the same thing it just brings it's like recharging it just recharges it yeah i mean it kind of if we have to make it make sense but I also hear what you're saying. We have I was also like, sense, like rolling my make make eyes sense. that it was the exact same ending. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't feel like it's like this book is about, these stories are about character development. They are yeah. about plot. They are about the story. It's not just about the spice. The spice is actually like not very little. S- very, I'm, very little. By the end of
0: it, I was like, are you really going to give him a blowjob while people are dying in the tent right next to you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, At that
1: point, you're like, keep it to your fucking self. Yeah. I don't care about your... Co- it's really like, you know, when you have your girlfriends and they first start dating someone and you kind of want to hear about what's going on. Yeah, you. it's like, I don't want to peer into the intimacy of your perfect relationship. It's not fun anymore. It was yeah. fun when we didn't know if you guys really liked each other. And I probably wouldn't meet that gross out if
0: married, married people talked about their stuff like that,
1: but... At the same time. It's just like.
0: It gets to be a little bit much. It gets to be like now. There's only one time where she's like, I think I'm. Too tired. Too tired. And he's like, I guess it's okay for tonight. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And it's like every night you guys. Like you've been battling people, killing people. Yeah. Oh, I meant okay.
1: So I want to circle back to yeah. previous episodes when, boop, boop, boop. We, yeah, <laughs> Beep, boop, 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 when we talked about um, orgasms and yeah. fay organs. Yes. So I was watching a talk TikTok, and this white man was telling me about how. <laughs> Um,
0: oh, this is going somewhere good. I can really <laughs> tell. I can tell already.
1: I don't know who this guy was, and I hate that it was a dude. I was like, please don't inform me in yeah. this way. This feels wrong. Um, there there are four types of orgasms, and okay. I thought we could talk about them and how, um, <laughs> since that seems to be our thing towards the end of these yeah. episodes. But the first one, of course, is the one that we know, the clitoral, the one that everyone, the most successful version. Yeah. And then of the G-spot, which... Exists. Yeah. I I guess
0: there's like varying. And
1: then there's the squirty one. Yeah. And then the fourth one he talked about was a deep one. He called it something. And I was like, I can honestly say two of those I have never experienced as a woman. And so (laughs) in my mind, I was like, maybe I was unfair. Maybe there are women out there that have these things often and they are written into this fae universe. So, I was going to apologize to the fae folk out there yeah, for being so
0: presumptuous about their. Shortchanging their superpowers. Yeah, and yeah. their
1: organs and saying that they had to have had, and that maybe there are women out there experiencing these
0: massive, life changing orgasms. I mean, sexuality ex- exists on the spectrum. So, yeah. sexual pleasure exists on a spectrum.
1: Yeah. Too. And I, I just really felt like I owed the Faye an apology. And I don't <laughs> want to be one of those people that can't say, Hey, I see what I did and I was wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. One TikTok by this white guy.
0: And I was like, <laughs> Oh, a white guy. You were like, Well, now I owe everyone an apology. Yeah.
1: <laughs> At least we learn as we go. You know, it's, like, it's all about growth. But yeah. I just, I, I I would hate to be like. Can you imagine if somebody was listening and they were like, "I oh, mean, like I have like this kind of orgasm all the time," and I'm just this little person here going, "There's only two kinds.
0: There's only <laughs> one kind. You can know? only do it like this." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I got that from. I hope what we not. talked. But it was just like not. the the unrealistic expectation that. They just like they always have phenomenal sex. Yeah, Every, like they're on a battlefield. There's a guy next to them on a cot bleeding. He doesn't have a leg, and she's like, "Let's do it." Yeah, it's it's a little. What's I'm, that mouth do? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't here for that in this book. Like yeah. the previous book, and I that's why I'm
1: saying it's like their their relationship, and and that is, you know, the story has to shift. You have to shift our interest. If if yeah. it changes, it has to go different
0: directions. The second book felt like that honeymoon period in a relationship. So out of the three so far, which was your favorite? Probably the first one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love the incredulous look you're giving me. I liked the no, second half. No, this is half. the go-on look. Okay, I liked the second half of the first book. Yeah, that's when a When Feyre good, goes through the trials. You mean,
1: you mean the second, This the is, last- 25% yeah yeah
0: this is the like where we get to know her really yeah and Reese really right and he is such different he's so different from what you expect him to be it makes it good you're like oh oh, well, that's so nice like he's doing nice things why why is he doing nice things like what is he gonna do to Feyre at the end of it and then you realize by the end of it that he's actually not bad like he's here to help. And he's just as much a victim as she is. And I liked that. And also she literally dies at the end. And this is the first time that somebody dies and gets brought back. Yep. So we weren't sure how she, well, we were, she was going to get brought back because there's more books, but we weren't sure how, and then she does get brought back. And then the second book was so whiny. I mean, I know she's yeah. I get it. I mean, I know I know she's broken, and I'm glad we spend time with broken Feyra. Like, I appreciate that, that we weren't just like, and she was totally fine and had no PTSD at all. Isn't that amazing? It must be one of her phase superpowers. Um, so I'm fine with the time we spent with broken Fayra. But then when we finally do meet up with Rassand, it's a lot of just him being a genuinely nice guy and her being a bitch about it For. Like a long time mm-hmm. until she's like, maybe I've been unfair to you. And he's maybe like,
1: I'm 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I've been unfair to you. And he's like, well, we should probably do it. And she's like, yeah, it's fair. And then yeah. she's like, uh, we're doing it. We're doing fine. Everything's great. And then, oh, the cereal drops the, we're mates. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Flies off the handle. And that's her only real. stubborn
0: to stupidity moment. That's the only real stumbling block in their relationship is when she finds out that they're fated to be together. So the only real drama that happens between them. Is that they're meant to be. Is that they're meant to be. Yeah, no, I know. And so then it gets a little um, saccharine after that. Can you explain that word? Uh, Overly sweet. Just like. Saccharine, like sugar. Yeah, to the point where it's like. Nauseating Who? and cringe. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's cringy in this book. Yeah. And and there's the scenes are written fine, but I'm not reading these books for that. If no. I want to read that, I go back to Ice Planet. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well There think- are, there are books where we have a fair amount of like that spice spice yeah, spice where we have a fair Pebbles. amount of spice and then we drop it and it feels like it's been dropped um, this is not one where i think i would have minded if we dropped like 75 percent of the spice oh yeah just put it in where it feels appropriate right yeah yeah I, and she doesn't leave us any other forms of intimacy like yeah. they never just hold each other to go to sleep Like, like
1: when you get to that moment in a relationship where it is just as intimate to go to sleep and not do it that it is to do it. Yeah. And it's almost like a a pivot. It's like a, an accolade. Right. To get to the point where it's like, oh, well, we, we are just emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. Right. Physically, but we don't have to be physical
0: today. Like, like that moment in the tent where she, you know, he just, they had that big battle. He's tired. He's lost all of his magic and she she does she gives him a blowjob and it's like i don't i didn't want that right now i'm not saying that i didn't want that at another time in the book but right now i just wanted her to like to snuggle up with him and for them to just be together yeah that to me would have felt i wonder if her editor was like you gotta add it in i don't know
1: gotta make it spicy Well, wait for five, because that's a a different book. That's why your sister was like, isn't one of them problematic? Yes, because this next one is not like this one at all. It's a different, different book.
0: Well, that might be a nice change.
1: I think you'll I think you'll appreciate it, especially since we're getting to the end and you don't normally go through this many in a series. And then we'll we'll give you a quick we'll give you a break. And you can find something else to read or read another book with someone
0: else. I'll reread Murderbot for like the fifth time. Yeah,
1: I've started reading those too. They are good. Yeah, on my Kindle, which is so fun.
0: So fun. So. That's not a plug. We don't get paid. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. You hear that, Amazon? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Amazon. (laughs) I'll just take free books. Free books. Yeah. Yeah. So how are how is the podcast going? So the most listened to one was the legend.
0: No, it's um, uh, I think it's Nosferatu is like the top or our one. I think maybe the first one, the A Court of Thorns and Roses, is oh, the neat. highest one now. I haven't put them on Reddit
1: yet because I wanted to kind of have three of them.
0: I'm scared. No, it's okay. I know. That's I mean, it's fine. You can just. Be like, hey, I'm on this podcast where we talk about them. Boop.
1: I know, but then you're going to get,
0: you're just opening up for
1: criticism. I mean, that's
0: what you do when you put stuff on the internet.
1: I know. It's scary.
0: Yeah, I mean it's scary, but I know it's gonna happen. If you happen. care about what other people think and feel, <laughs> I
1: do. Are fine. I don't I
0: not care. I just know. I, I know. know where I feel that, like you're more mature than I, I know am. where that fits, like and it's right over there. Emotionally,
1: there in the, I feel like you're much more intelligent in than the, I am.
0: I don't give a fuck. Cal. I know. I need to. I need to meet you there. If it's a literal, I did like. If I said something offensive, that's fine. You call me out on it. I'm good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Same. If you're just an asshole. Then you get stuck over there with all the assholes. Yes. If I pronounce something wrong, I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. They are fictional characters in fictional places. Correct. So I'm not deeply concerned about that. If you can hear my kids walking in the background, not deeply concerned about that.
1: Yeah. At least we kept the penetration talk to the end where the kids were asleep.
0: Yeah. You know? know. Yeah. But if I was offensive, I care about that. That I will well, happily. Well, to an extent, too. Well, if, to if, most extent. If, it's like I, if, you're if, if I agree with, if I, if I see your point, yes. Right. Yes, I was offensive in that. Okay, I get it. Yeah.
1: I don't think that you say offensive things. I think you've been around people who don't have a sense of humor like you do. That's fair. <laughs> I, I think that's why you feel like you offend people. I just think that you've been surrounded by people who don't get you. Or like your sense of humor. And so to them, they're just like, what? But you're not offensive
0: in any way. All right. So this was another book talk with Kate. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we could shout down our bond at each other. Yeah. And that was the
1: fourth, third,
0: third, third book. Yeah. It felt, I felt like I've read 15 books in this series. So I know. And maybe up.
1: we can take a break if you want. No. The next
0: one's very short. It's, we'll a, finish it's like a Christmas are, story. We'll go all the way through. Silver Flame.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so this was Book Talk with Kate, and we will be finishing the fourth book by Christmas. Yes. Because then we'll be able to do it. And we can release. probably do a
1: mini pod for it because it's so short.
0: Do you think we can do a mini pod? I have faith in us. <laughs> I don't have faith in us. How much time are we at right Two now? Two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, that's not so bad. No, the was the first one was like two and a half hours. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying.
1: We're this is amazing, and you're probably good. gonna
0: cut so much of We're it. We're getting so streamlined. I
1: know. Well, it's because of my outline. Can you hear
0: the paper? <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening.
1: Bye, y'all.
0: Bye.
1: it just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety? Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us, or is that a dagger? It's feast, she shatter. It's feast, she shatter. <laughs> the most delicious thing I've ever had. I've never had something so delicious.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind the scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Strange and Beautiful Network. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks.